It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, good evening, I'm Simon Marcel. Welcome to The Rendezvous. The accent, it's French. If it's the first time you join the show, welcome. Uh, I want to start the show before we talk love and relationships and I get to your calls uh, with the result of a poll I had on my social media. Uh, by the way, check it out. It's called At Rendezvous Radio. There was a question regarding a first date, which was, Going Dutch on a first date, okay or no way? Meaning, you know, on the first date, going Dutch means you pay 50-50. So 61% of you voted okay, and 39% of you said no way. I didn't vote, but I would have said no way. I'm old school. I never let anybody pay. That's just the way my father educated me. But my goddaughter, Chloe, who's only 23, she disagrees with me. So, you know, I'm open to both, but not for myself. Anyway, you call that next, 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. If you have a romantic story, call me. Denise, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Denise. You have a romantic story you want to share with me? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. Um, so I used to live in Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. and my boyfriend that I had in Austin, uh, he planned a little road trip for us, uh, like a romantic weekend out to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, those like machines that mush little pennies and then they like show, you know, like the Empire State Building or whatever, like tourist attractions. Yep. Yeah. So I collect those and I've always collected them since I was a little kid. And so what he did is he, when he was planning this trip, he went online and he found where every one of those penny machines was between Austin and San Antonio and then in San Antonio. And then he took me around to every one of those machines to give me a penny. So that was really sweet. That is very sweet. How did that make you feel? Um, really special. You know, just that he took the time to plan that and something that, you know, was not at all an expensive thing to do, but it was definitely one of the more thoughtful things that a boyfriend's ever done for me. Right, listen, it's the definition of romance. He made you feel enchanted. He made you feel special. He made you feel it was all about you. This only you would understand the meaning of it, right? So... I think he did really wonderful, and he defined romance by doing what he did. Yeah, so, exactly. Pretty good, Denise. Give him credit. <laughs> yeah, he definitely will. <laughs> All right, Denise. Thank you for sharing that story that happened in Texas back there. Yeah, thank you. All right, have a good night. You too. Making somebody feel special. Let's talk about that next. If you ever wonder what is the feeling of being romanced, being loved, or being cared for, the word special will be right there. He or she makes me feel special. Meaning it's all about you. It's not generic. It's not something. It's just you. And that, at least in my book, is the definition of how to be romantic. Make your partner feel special by doing things only you and your partner understands, relate, and have the background story. I'm going to try to make you feel special in my own special kind of way next. So is making you feel special is the definition of romance. Tell me how you feel about this. I've got the rendezvous Las Vegas sweepstakes for you. Basically, we want to send a lucky winner and their guest to Las Vegas. Enter for your chance to win a pair of tickets to see Absinthe at Caesars Palace. Experience outrageous comedy and jaw-dropping acts on the most intimate stage in town. The winner will also receive a two-night stay in the Palace Tower at Caesars Palace 
and a round-trip airfare for two. Enter before this Sunday, June 16th at therendezvousshow.com for your chance to win. For tickets and info on Absinthe, just visit spiegelworld.com. If that doesn't make you and your partner feel special, then just, you know, call me. 855-905-8255. I'm here. For more info and rules, go to therendezvousshow.com, keyword rules. If you have a question for me about your relationship, just dial 855-905-8255. Carla, welcome to The Rendezvous. Bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. What is going on? So I got out of a relationship a few months ago, and I'm just starting to get back into the dating world. Um, and I love being in a relationship. I love finding someone and and creating that partnership, but I hate the awkwardness of the initial dating part, especially first dates. And I'm wondering if you have any advice as I get back into things. So let me get this straight. So you would like to skip the first date or to, or, or you don't know how to handle the first date? I never know how to handle the first date. I always feel super awkward. You know, I never know what to ask, you know, how to, those icebreaker questions, that kind of thing. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh, but Carla, I mean, the key of a good first date is to follow the chemistry and the intuition, right? It's not so much what you say. It's to be very light, easygoing. But either you feel attracted or if you don't, right? So when you go to a first date, it can be very short or it can be very long, honestly, depending on how attracted and interested you are by the guy. So when you next time you go, don't feel any pressure. You go there, you feel interested, ask questions like um, how long he's been living in this city, where is he originally from, um, music he likes, uh, Netflix series he likes to watch, um, just to get to know the person. Because the only reason you do this is because you're attracted to the guy. You're interested, right? Yeah. If you are not interested at all, make it super short, don't make any effort, and then bye-bye. It, it, <laughs> but then I feel weird about that. But, but what is so weird about it? No one wants to waste time. I'm, I'm a guy. I'm on the other side of this. If you go together for coffee or drink, right, and say, Carla, you know, you don't really like me, I don't want you to pretend, right? I mean, what's the point? That's true. I mean, then I feel bad. <laughs> well, you know, you've set up this date, you're with this person, and then you're... I, I mean, I get it. I get it. It's just I feel I feel bad. Like I'm I'm letting someone down. I think that's that's a me issue too. Yeah, ex- exactly. That's a that's a personal issue that has nothing to do with the date. But listen, have no guilt. I think we're all in to try to find love and some kind of chemistry. There's nothing there. Hi, you know, just be polite. Fifteen minutes is enough. <laughs> Thank you. Because it's torture for the other person too to feel like it's not happening. That's true. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. And no more guilt, Carla. Life is too short. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Have a good night. You too. Oh, I got this interesting email just arrived about a wedding ring. That's next. So listen, if you have a question but you can't dial in, just email it to me at therendezvousshow.com. Trish, what is going on? What's the story with this wedding ring? All right. So Gabriella says, bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Gabriella. Ever since we got married, my husband hardly ever wears his wedding ring. He complained that his fingers swell and wearing it is painful, so I got it resized for him, but he still never wears it, and he gets mad when I nag him about it. Our relationship is good otherwise, and I'm legitimately very hurt about this. Do you have any advice on how I can get him to understand that he should wear it? 
That's a good question. I think I have a solution for you. That's next. If you're married and your husband doesn't want to wear his wedding ring, what could you do or what could you say to make him understand he should? So that's the question Gabriela sent me on my email at derendezvousshow.com. Gabriela, I have better than an advice. I have an idea on this one. I think you're going to like it. How about a compromise where you say, okay, you don't have to wear the, the actual wedding ring if you can tattoo the ring on your finger. So like this, he has the tattoo of the ring, which I think is romantic and cool, but he doesn't have to wear the actual ring that he says is making his finger swell and so on. I think it's a good compromise. I think it shows that he's taken, he's your husband, that he, no, you know, it's like he's married. And it also takes in consideration his side that says, oh, I don't want to wear the actual ring because it hurts me. That's my idea for you. I hope it works. You call the next 855-905-8255. Eight five five nine zero five eighty two fifty five. Shona, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. I love hearing all of the love stories on your show. They just make me so happy, thank and you. I wanted to call in and share mine. Absolutely, and thank you for for saying that. Uh, I'm all ears. <laughs> um, so my boyfriend recently had to take a job in another state mm-hmm. um, for about six months. And it's been hard. Um, you know, we're, we're okay at doing the long distance thing. We've been together for a while. Um, but it's, it's, it's sad and, you know, it gets lonely and I miss him. And um, he's a fantastic writer. And he has started sending me love letters, oh. <laughs> um, like old-fashioned love letters. I like that. So, um, you know, we, we keep up through FaceTime and all that, but... Um, it's really great because when I'm when I'm really missing him, I'll go to the mailbox and every week he sends me a new love letter. But, uh, listen, I mean, Shona, those are precious things in life. I miss receiving love letters or writing them. It's nothing like it. It's different than a text. It's different than an email. It's different than a phone call. A love letters is a piece of art for love and just the handwriting and the color of the ink and... Uh, I just so I, I'm glad you called me like this because I, I feel like it's this old school way of loving people that are slowly fading away. But your boyfriend, I mean, he's uh, he's old school. And so I'm so glad you called me and thank you so much. Thank you. Enjoy the letters. Thank you. I will. Okay. Have a good night. Great. Thanks. You too. The power of a love letter. Let, let's talk about that next. Have you ever received or wrote a love letter to somebody? And I'm not talking about a text. I'm not talking about a message or even an email, a DM or Snapchat. No. Take a pencil and on a piece of paper, write a love letter. Because I think that's one of the most romantic things we can do for each other. Take the time. Even the color of the ink matters. I think what we write and then the heart at the end or whatever we write, it's precious. And love letters, they, they don't get old. That's the difference. A text, it's a text. It's not written by you hands. But let me tell you this. I think we should go back to that now. And I'm single now, but next time I'm in a relationship, I'm going to start then sending love letters if I feel like it. I think it's wonderful. And actually, I'm going to put a post on my social media. Have you ever written a love letter, yes or no? Check it out on uh, at Rendezvous Radio. And talking about love letters, 
I'm going to tell you the first love letter I ever wrote. That's next. Do you remember receiving or writing a love letter? I did. I was um, 12 or 13 years old back in Paris. I fell in love with that French girl in my class. Her name was Christabelle, or brunette. So one day, I took from my parents a pencil with the blue ink, the old school pencil, and then I wrote on a letterhead of my parents, of my dad actually, Ma chère Christabelle, my dear Christabelle, and then I wrote, Je t'aime de tout mon cœur. I love you with all my heart. And then I remember writing the whole things. And at the end, I drew her heart. She wrote me back a week later. It's the first love letter I ever got in my life. It means a lot to me. Mon cher Simon, my dear Simon, je t'aime aussi. I love you too. And the rest is between me and her. If you have a love letter like this, just cherish it forever. And if you have never written one or written one, next time you're in love, take your pencil and then start writing. Those are very, very precious in life. You call that next, 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. You have a question for me? Call me right now. Stacy, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Stacy. What's up? What's going on tonight? Uh, well, I just need some advice because I just moved in with my boyfriend, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but we rent out the bottom level of his parents' home. So we're okay. basically their, tenant, their tenants. And um, I love his parents. They're lovely. But um, his mom is, can be a little overbearing. And she, um, the laundry unit is in our unit. And she's okay. been wanting to do laundry every single day. And that's just one example. But um, she's nice, but she's just crossing some boundaries. And my, I guess what my question for you would be, how do I communicate to her that we just need a little more space? Because at the end of the day, you know, this is also our apartment and, you know, we're navigating living together and it's just kind of overwhelming. Yeah, I understand, Stacey. Two questions before I answer. A, are you guys paying any rent to his parents? Yes, 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 of course. So it is our apartment, yeah. I got it. And two, has your boyfriend interfered to speak to his mom about it yet? We haven't gone about that. We've kind of discussed what to do, but it's just tough because she's very sensitive. Um, mm. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's his mom. So I have to be respectful. That, you know, but that's I don't the good know, news. I don't know how to talk to her as well as he does. Yeah, but I've got some good news for you. His mom, his problem, not your problem. You talk to him mm. because you're not her daughter. So I would like the son, your boyfriend, to say, Mom, me and my girlfriend, we need space. We need some time alone. We can't have you walking back and forth here all the time. Please, you know, we're paying rent. So for the time being, we need a bit more space. Me and my girlfriend, give us a bit more space and let us breathe. He has to defend the relationship to his parents. If it was your parents, Stacey, I would tell you, you have to do it. But it's his parents' home. His parents, you don't have anything to say to them. You go through him, and then he defends your relationship. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yes, so I love you that. Don't spe- okay. You don't speak to the mom. You speak to him. He speaks to his mom, and hopefully she gets the message. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Anytime. Good luck to you and him, and, uh, and I hope all goes well after that conversation. Me too. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay. Have a good night. Thank you, Stacey. Me too. Coming up, I have a special surprise for you, so stay with me. You do not want to miss this. Thank you for listening to The Rendezvous tonight. I'm Simon Marcel, and I mean it, really. 
Thank you for sharing the love stories. Thank you for all the questions and have faith in my answers, you know, um, and all my humble experience. So we all have a little bit of a better love life. Talking about love life and having fun, I got something for you. So listen up. I got what we call the Rendezvous Las Vegas sweepstakes. What is it? It's simple. We want to send a lucky winner and their guests to Las Vegas. So enter for your chance to win a pair of tickets to see Absinthe at Caesars Palace and experience this outrageous fantastic comedy and jaw-dropping acts on the most intimate stage in town. The winner will also receive two nights stay in the Palace Towers at Caesar Palace and a round-trip airfare for two. Enter before this Sunday, June 16 at therendezvousshow.com for your chance to win. For tickets and info on Absinthe, just visit speakerworld.com. Good luck to you, bonne chance et bonne nuit. For more info and rules, go to therendezvousshow.com keyword rules. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.